I don't know. I have goosebumps now because looking back at it, it was exactly what I needed in the moment to push me to the next place and actually have me focus on what I actually want to do. And if you're listening to this and say you're 22, 23, you don't know what you're doing in life, ask yourself, what do you really want to do? No matter how weird it sounds or how like I thought it sounded so dumb. I just want to make everything pretty. What does that even mean? But then I sat and I, I figured it out and I started sketching out what I want, wanted my dream life to look like. Welcome to Just Go With It, a podcast by 20-somethings for 20-somethings. Fun, flirty, and keeping it real. An absolute riot these days. If it isn't over the top, it ain't us. They came out of college on top. Then life hit them in the face. Be a bit more professional, please. Couldn't shut us up then. Won't shut us up now. Here are the tips and tricks you are going to need to get through your 20s. We are getting into it. Strap yourselves in for a wild ride. Live on air. I'm Abby. And I'm Ashley. Good Lord, it's already season two. Grab a drink, take a seat, and get ready to just go with it. You know what I feel like doing, Abby, on this hollow Tuesday night when we're recording? I feel like popping in a Nancy Myers movie, which one is up for debate, and I feel like making a cocktail. And I also, little pro tip, if anyone's looking for more free ideas out there, as talking to a friend last night, there should be an app where you put in everything you have in your bar cart at home, down to the, like, tools even, like, do you have a shaker? And then it tells you what cocktails you can make. Oh my gosh, that's so smart. Yeah, free ideas for all. Shark Tank, here we come. <laughs> but anyways, Nancy Myers movie and a cocktail, a festive one of choice. That's what I'm feeling like doing tonight. Who I can I can't. call? Who's coming over? <laughs> I wish I could fly out there and have that with you because I can't imagine anything more pleasant. I am literally pleasant. going to fund y- your flight because I can't imagine anything more pleasant. I feel sick to my stomach that actually we're not doing that tonight. I take back everything I just said. <laughs> I'm sick. I'm ill. No, honestly, Nancy Myers, I just want to look at all of the homes. We should do a Nancy the Myers kitchens. marathon. Like just back to back. Do a little mini recap too. I have an idea, but you're going to have to really pull your weight if you're we're okay. not like physically together. What if we can either do it over like a week, like weekdays, like five days straight. What if we make a different cocktail every night and we watch a Nancy Myers movie? That oh like my pertains gosh. to the theme. Like we could do like a one night a week or every night of the week. Five nights straight, or we can five flip it and do it, or we can flip it and do a few, like two nights a week and do it for a month. Take your okay. pick. We can do it in that time in like January and February when everyone is like ready to just like heal over because nothing's you have nothing to live for. Those dark, dark months. Yeah, I'm down. Sign yeah. me up. Where do What's I your sign? favorite movie? What's your favorite one? I'm in between the parent shop and father of the bride. Don't oh forget gosh. she did home again, also. Oh my gosh. Let me look up the official list. I know. Oh, she did the intern also. She's also like done making movies. Home Again, The Holidays. It's my new favorite movie. So I think Father of the Bride gives me the best vibes. Father of the Bride and the Parent Trap, I'm torn in between. But I also, for some odd reason, when I was like in middle school or like a child, I have vivid memories of something's got to give being on TV every single like weekend and watching it. I feel very um, close to you when I watch Something's Gotta Give. Like, I feel like that house would be yeah, your ideal home. It would be. And I just love, like, her turtlenecks and her... <laughs> like, and how she, like, casually goes to Paris. She casually goes to Paris and stuff. I oh, like yeah. the drop of a hat. The Keanu Reeves of it all. Yeah. If I was a new fan, Home Again would really... Makes me feel good, the ending. But that's, like, a new thing. Yeah. It doesn't have the same nostalgia factor. So if any of you listeners are interested in cultivating a feeling of home and comfort and joy in this comfort and joy season, pop on a Nancy Myers film with us because we're apparently about to embark on this journey. Yeah. 
I'm going to take a film class with one course dedicated to like her, <laughs> her directing style you should. and her screenwriting abilities. But if you, is that, if that's the vibe that you're looking for, much like us, you're in for a treat with our latest guest that we have on today. We've been excited about this one for a long time. On this episode, we have content creator, accidental influencer, artist designer, and uh, Nancy Myers extraordinaire, Clara McLaughlin, coming to you live from New York City. Happy Friday, happy hour, everyone. Welcome back to Just Go With It. We are so excited to finally bring on an amazing guest again. I know you guys are tired of hearing just Ashley and I ramble on and on about everything going on in our lives, but we have a new friend today. Um, please welcome Miss Claire McLaughlin. I will, you do so many things, girl. It's actually insane. So I'm just going to actually let you touch on what you do a little bit. But first of all, welcome. We're so excited to have you. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. My second podcast, I'm like starting to get a little more comfortable with it. Um, but yeah, no, I'm so excited. I Before I got on, I listened to the episode with Jenna Palak and I was like, okay, this sounds so fun. I love that episode. I love Jenna. So I was really yes. excited to have you on. Um, but queen. yeah, so, oh, totally. She's the coolest. But yeah, so I am Claire and <laughs> I'm still struggling to figure out like how to introduce myself. I was at a party. Um, this Aren't we week. all? <laughs> Seriously, it's confusing. But I was at a party this week and this girl was like, well, so what do you do? And I always cringe because I hate – well, I just said it. I was like, I'm a TikToker. And then I was like, oh, my God. Like, I hate saying it because it has so many connotations. Like, so anyways. What I'm do you think those connotations are? Actually, before you go on, what yeah. do you think – because I'm so curious. Like, if I were ever to introduce myself as a TikToker, yeah. what do people in the room think? Like, what do you think they're thinking? It really depends on who I'm introducing myself to. And like, luckily this girl was younger and I think understood that TikTok is a million different things for a million different people. Mm-hmm. But I feel like for people my age, which is, I, it's confusing. So like, I think if I'm introducing myself to someone who's like in their fifties, they're just going to be like, oh, I don't get that stuff. Da, 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 da. But then if I'm introducing myself <laughs> to someone who's like my age, which is I'm a millennial, technically, I feel like I'm I feel like Gen Z has embraced me, which I love, but I am a millennial through and through because I'm 28. So when I talk to my peers and people that are my age about it, they're just thinking like Bryce Hall and (laughs) Addison Rae and like dance TikTok. So especially people that haven't downloaded it yet. So that can be just like, I don't know. I just think people have all these ideas what it is, especially if they haven't downloaded it yet. You're like, make no mistake. I am not dancing. You guys. Never. I will never dance. (laughs) I will never, ever dance for TikTok ever in my life. Um, But that's the thing that I love about TikTok is it's like, it's a million different things for a million different people. It is everything. So Mm -hmm. if you don't get it, you don't get it. If you get the vibe, you get the vibe. Um, Usually if I'm talking about it, people will understand the vibe. But I've had a few times that people are just like, oh my God, what? And a lot of people will start talking about like the Chinese government. And I'm like, oh, what? I don't even think about that. Like I probably should think about it more than I do, but people are always like, well, aren't you afraid about China and your data? And I'm like, what? No. That is I such just, old news. That's like 2019 I, TikTok exactly, news. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's please. That's, new story. Oh, exactly. So yeah, that's kind of like when someone's a little bit older and I talk to them about it, that's always their go-to. And I'm just like, why are you even talking about this? Yeah. But um. Okay, yeah, so, so I don't know. You're introducing yourself at a party besides TikToker. What do you say? Well, I've started to just say TikToker because I think it kind of encompasses what I say. Like for a while I was saying influencer, but mm-hmm. it's confusing because I guess I am an influencer, but I'm more so a content creator because I feel like the content that I'm making is more, um, I don't know, like I make cooking videos and I make apartment videos. And I was thinking about it this morning, like 
every influencer is a content creator, but not every content creator is an influencer, if that makes sense. So like if you're making cooking videos, you're probably not an influencer. And I don't know. I make a lot of different stuff. I don't really focus that much on like fashion videos, which I feel like is a typical influencer vibe. So yeah, I'm still kind of deciding like, am I an influencer? Am I a content creator? I think on Instagram, I'm more of an influencer and on TikTok, I'm more of a content creator because I'm making more like creative videos and just having fun with it and coming up with like storytelling ideas. And, you know, it's a lot that goes into a TikTok. So I feel like sometimes saying influencer is kind of brings it down a couple notches, if that makes sense. A good marker of of knowing if you're an influencer is if you're setting up a tripod alone in your city or on a parking garage roof (laughs) and taking content, that means you're an influencer. (laughs) Yeah. And I would never. So yeah, maybe we can not call ourselves influencer. I don't know. But yeah, so the lines are blurred. (laughs) It's so blurry. And yeah. And again, like talk about a bad reaction when you tell someone what you do. If I say influencer, I've had some of the worst conversations with people. I was at a birthday party this summer and this girl was like, wait, you're an influencer. Oh my God, you're one of them. And I was like, oh my God. Okay. First that's rude. But second, like, why are you making me feel so uncomfortable right now? I know. But so I don't know. I I don't like that reaction and I don't Mm -hmm. like having to deal with that reaction. So I don't really say that anymore. Yeah. It's just a whole thing. You could say you (laughs) cultivate an online community. Ooh, that's cute. Well, it's not cute. It's actually really creative. Harris for all your branding. (laughs) I like that. Right. Put that one in your back pocket. Exactly. Yeah. I need to come up with messaging. This is why I feel like I I think a lot of people that do what I do have managers and agents mm-hmm. and people that help them figure out wording for this stuff. And it's just me. So I'm like well, trying we're to come in up PR with that. so we can give you some jargon oh, to use. Yeah. We'll give you some I'm free later. So content creator influencer aside, you're 28. You are living in New York City, correct? Yes, I am. Living the dream. Yeah, honestly, like I'm pretty happy with how life is going right now. Um it's good. I live, it's good. It's going good. That's so nice um, to hear. Yeah, I know. I really don't have I think if you asked me that question two, two, three years ago, I would just start complaining to you and about how miserable I was. So I'm really happy to be in a good place right now. Well, I kind of wanted to touch on that early, actually, because a lot of our listeners are around our age, like recent post-grads. I mean, we kind of lost a year to the pandemic. So it to me, it honestly feels like I graduated yeah. last year, but we graduated 2020. So a lot of early 20s people. And I know that on one perspective, everybody in their 20s is kind of looped in together, right? Like we're all in this together. We're all figuring it out on our own timelines. But at the same time, I think there's a big difference between a 22-year-old mindset and a 28-year-old mindset mm-hmm. because of all those growth years in between. So can you talk yeah. a little bit about kind of your life from your early 20s until 28 here where you're very seemingly content with your life and talk about kind of where like, where did you go in your career and how did you get to where you are? Definitely. Yeah. And it is like looking at where I am now versus when I was 22. It's just so, so incredibly different. And it doesn't seem like that much time. It's only six years, but it also feels like I'm in such a different place in my life. So yeah, I mean, I can talk about my story a little bit. So I graduated from undergrad. I went to a small liberal arts college in Massachusetts and I like majored in history, um, which was fun, but I also did it because my parents didn't want me It was unique. My parents didn't want me to major in art, which is what I wanted to do. They were like, no, you can't. So I didn't. Um, So I just had to do history, but I also really enjoyed it and I really got into it. So I graduated and I knew that I really liked fashion. So I decided to work for a clothing company doing sales and marketing. And it was god awful. Um, It was 
it was horrible. If anyone's worked in fashion, they know it's not fun, especially when you're starting out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just me and my one boss, and that was it. That was the company, and she wasn't that nice. So oh, God. <laughs> it was pretty. It was pretty rough. Um, and I was just kind of like, I would go home and cry every day, and then I kind of was like, okay, I need to switch careers. Like, and in my head, I thought that if I moved into something more serious than fashion, it would be better for me. So I moved into financial PR. So you guys are in PR. You understand it's a lot. And then you had finance on top of it. I knew nothing about finance. And it was just so overwhelming and confusing and a very toxic environment where I was working and a lot of bullies and just mean people. And I do not – no one thrives in a toxic environment, right? So I – No one thrives in finance. (laughs) Yeah, who thrives in finance? You would have to be an American psycho. Um, (laughs) And I hope that I'm not a psycho. So I wasn't thriving. Um, but if if that is what you do and you enjoy it, good for you. Just not not my story. Um, yeah, thank God people do have that skill set out there that aren't us. <laughs> exactly, exactly. There is yeah. someone for everything, um, and that was not for me. So I would come home again, crying all the time, and I would Been see there. my yeah. It's oh, it's crying awful. in the car, sobbing. Oh my God, there's the lunch cry, the bathroom. Cry. I know a girl in. Uh... I forgot exactly what her position was, but it was like fashion PR vibes a few years ago. And she would oh. lock herself in the closet and cry no. at work. <laughs> oh my God. No, it breaks my heart. And if you're listening to this and you have a bad job right now or you're miserable, oh, get out of there. That's all I can say is get out. Um, so I would come home and to my boyfriend, he's now my fiance, I would just cry and cry and I'd be so upset. He's like, okay, I hate seeing you like this. What do you need to do to get yourself out of the situation? Like, what do you want to do in life? And he asked me that and I realized I never actually thought about what I wanted to do in life. I always was just listening to what my parents thought I should do, what everyone else seemed to be doing. And I would see my friends who had done, say, pre-med in college, and they knew they wanted to be doctors, and they knew they wanted to do this. And I never had that. I never had in my head, I want to be a blank. Like, I never knew what that was for myself. Um, And so I said, okay, maybe I should just, like, take the night and sit down and think about it. And I'm a very visual person, so I started sketching out stuff. To him, I said, I was like, I just want everything around me to be pretty. That's what I want in life. And he he didn't even laugh at me. He didn't even say, he just was so supportive. And he was like, okay, so that's what you have to do. And I was like, I just, yeah. And I just remember feeling so just heard. And like, I don't know, I have goosebumps now because looking back at it, it was exactly what I needed in the moment Mm -hmm. to push me to the next place and actually have me focus on what I actually want to do. And if you're listening to this and say you're 22, 23, you don't know what you're doing in life, ask yourself, what do you really want to do? No matter how weird it sounds or how, like, I thought it sounded so dumb. I just want to make everything pretty. What does that even mean? But then I sat and I I figured it out and I started sketching out what I wanted my dream life to look like. I really believe in vision boards. And I drew out a little studio and I was like doing art in the studio and doing design. And it all kind of started coming to me over the next few weeks that, okay, I need to do interior design. That's what I love. Um, So then I decided to start applying for grad school in interior design because there was no way I was getting a job with no experience in design. So grad school was, I decided to apply to all the schools in New York and then I got into Parsons. And then this was beyond my wildest dreams. They called me and I said, I can't afford grad school. So I don't, I was kind of like, I don't really know why I applied, but they're like, you got in and we really like your portfolio and you have like a really interesting background and we'd like to offer you a scholarship. It was the biggest scholarship that you give me. I was, I just fell on the floor. I was like, how is this happening to me right now? Um, But it did like, I don't know if you are on the path you're supposed to be on, there will be little signs. I think that will say, okay, 
you're doing what you're supposed to be doing right now. That was one of those little signs, I think. So I ended up going to Parsons. I loved it. And then, I mean, this is my whole story that I'm like launching into and I'm no, almost I done. No, I love with. it. Please keep it going. <laughs> well, as long as we're all hating our jobs and crying in the bathroom at lunch, we might as well whip out our phones on the Shanty Boutique app and start, you know, some retail therapy because I think that's the best kind of therapy personally. Um, so yeah, shantyboutique.com has the cutest items, fall, trendy, Christmas, whatever you are looking for, they've got it. I'm on their website right now. And my two favorite picks right now are the Terry button down Teddy jacket, specifically the gray one. And also the Nikki plaid jacket in pink. I think jackets are really in right now, especially plaid. It's very Christmas and this one's pink, which is my favorite color, but they have something for everyone. I'm seeing some faux leather leggings. I'm seeing some sparkly dresses for if you're having a little bit of a fancier occasion this Christmas. They have something for everyone. And even Ashley has picked out her favorite items. Ash, what do you what do you have for me? What what are your favorites? What are your top picks? The Terry button down teddy jacket and dusty lilac. Not great. Oh, so I'm gonna be wearing the gray and you're gonna be wearing dusty lilac. And the layered faux fur jacket and mocha. In mocha <laughs> they also have jewelry and home and home and gift items yeah so if you're looking for an affordable um trendy item to gift your mother your sister your cousin whoever they have so many different options something for everyone like i said and you're also shopping local and supporting women and who doesn't love that so head over to shantyboutique.com and use our code jdwi20 for 20 percent off your first purchase they ship everywhere in the u.s and free shipping on orders over 75 bucks. Oh, hell yeah. Get something for you and your mom. So then I went to Parsons and I thrived. Honestly, I had so much fun. I got a bunch of more scholarships and grants as I went because I was just loving it and going and it was amazing. Um, and then graduated into the pandemic. So I had this whole plan that I was going to graduate, work for a great interior design firm in New York City. And I really had it all mapped out for myself. And then pandemic happened. I went home to Maine to live with my parents for it and could not get a job like no there was no job happening been there since yeah oh my god if anyone went through that it was the worst time to be looking for a job and it was really um yeah really got me down on myself but but then after I think like two months of looking for a job I was like all right it's not working out so I gotta just work for myself obviously and I don't think everyone would have that thought but for me I knew that my end goal was always working for myself because that's what I knew I wanted to do so I decided, all right, basically, fuck it. I'm going to start um, doing paintings for a living. And I started doing house commissions and pet commissions and painting people's, you know, little wedding photos, stuff like that, and selling them because I knew I could paint. And I was like, I just got to do something. So that started kind of picking up. I did it for about a year. And that is so cute and fun. I wish I yeah, had the talent of painting. It was cute and it was fun. And that's exactly how I would describe it looking back. Was it lucrative? No. Was it like But it was a like smart... a passion project. Exactly. Like exactly. Putting your creativity into something mm-hmm. productive. That's exactly what we did with this podcast because we were sitting yep. around like, what the hell do we do? Yeah, exactly. And then it kind of dings in your head. And then that I think it's really um I think it's a really great feeling. And it's really good for you to realize, wait, I can do this. It's this little ding in your head. And then it's scary, but it's like, I could do this. And then if you take that little jump and start doing it, I think that preps you for so much stuff in life. Just the fact that I was able to flip that switch and say, okay, I could do this. And then I forced myself to do it, even though it was scary. 
I remember being really afraid to make an Instagram account for my art because I thought people from high school would see it. Yeah. I was like, my ex, my ex is going to see this. And I was embarrassed about that. What is that? Why would I even think about that? Looking back now, I just post whatever the hell I want. And that doesn't go through my head. It's so but freeing. I was embarrassed at yeah. first for like 12 minutes about the podcast. Yeah. But I was like, no one's oh. going to. This is so dumb. I don't go to high school yeah, anymore. I was never embarrassed. <laughs> I was embarrassed for it. It was so brief, like 12 yeah. minutes or something when I first saw yeah, it, yeah. like as an Instagram account. I think luckily, I think it's cool that Ashley and I had this together because it was like we're going That's in on it together. True. It's not just us on our own I feel like putting your art out Mm -hmm. there and your work is something so intimate that you're like sharing with the world so that's really scary but I was glad to be in the same corner of the ring with Ashley we would get like made fun of in the hallways together (laughs) (laughs) you can support each other through the stuff exactly and if you are on your own I think it's important to remember to lean on people too so if you don't have that like I really leaned on my fiance for things and also know who to lean on because sometimes I'd lean on people thinking that they were going to be super supportive and they actually didn't really fully understand it and weren't as supportive as I thought. And that's okay. Like not everyone's going to fully understand it. And a lot of people just want to go and work for an office and have their office career, whatever, corporate career, and they're just not going to get it. So it's a learning curve knowing who you need to reach out to for support and who you Mm -hmm. can lean on. Um, But there will be those people that are just so supportive and almost feel like coworkers for you. Um, like I feel like Brian and my family are my coworkers, but they're also probably like, okay, leave me alone. <laughs> like we have our own stuff to do. <laughs> so post painting, you know, passion project, then where do you go? Because now you have your own fabric and bedding and clothing, correct? Yes, yeah. So And that's really freaking cool. It is cool. And that's probably one of my favorite things that I do. Um and yeah, in the beginning I was talking about how I'm an influencer and content creator, but then there's this whole other side of my life and work that I'm an artist and a designer. So I decided to teach myself um, when I was doing the art, I decided to teach myself how to create fabric and how to create pattern repeats. If you're not an artist, it basically means you paint a little flower, but then how do you make it become a fabric? And so I taught myself the software for doing that. Um, Just tons of YouTube videos. My aunt owns a clothing company. And so she was nice enough and supportive enough to say, okay, do you want to do a few fabrics for me as kind of a trial? And it worked out great and they sold great. And so now I still do those for her. And then as this was happening, as I was like learning how to do these designs and stuff and started merchandising pillows on my own website, prints on my own website, blankets, things like that, then it all started happening with the TikTok. So I was getting all this merchandise into my apartment of cute pillows and stuff that I had designed. So I wanted to kind of share my apartment and my art. And one day I cleaned my apartment and decided to post a video on TikTok just to show it off because it was clean and I thought it looked cute. And then it went viral. And then that's how it all kind of took off in terms of the content creation and TikTok stuff. Um, So yeah, it's been a weird, weird ride, but it's been, I don't know. I think I'm on definitely on the path I'm supposed to be on and Mm -hmm. um, definitely unexpected, but I couldn't be happier with like how it's... I feel like unexpected is the best. (laughs) Oh, totally. Yeah. That was such a like concise, wild journey. (laughs) I love how it started with you just telling your fiance, I want to make things pretty around me. That's so sweet and like wonderful. And you did it. Um, I was wondering how old were you when you said I'm quitting the jobs that make me cry? I was, okay, let me think. So I was, I did eight months at the fashion job and then I moved into the financial PR job and that was a year and a half. So 
probably two years out of out of undergrad so how old are you then maybe like 25 24 yeah I, I was probably 24 so looking back I wish it happened sooner but then again I needed to learn a lot of those lessons in order for it to happen and I'm not ungrateful for the time that I had that was so miserable because I learned a lot I learned about a lot about myself I learned how to tell if someone's really toxic like I also learned not to put up with bad bosses. Like I'll never again work with someone who's an asshole. If even with like brand deals and stuff, if I start noticing that someone's an asshole, no, I'm not going to keep going with them. You know what I mean? It's just right. not worth it. So. And I feel like without those experiences of how awful a work life could be, then it's it would be harder to really appreciate everything that you have now. Because I think if a lot yes. of people, we graduate, this rarely happens, but if you graduate from college and you just are immediately on the right path, you're making all the right decisions, then you start to question like, is this what I really want? As opposed to really finding out what you don't want first and then making that so much clearer that you actually are doing what you should be doing. Totally. And like, I'm able to be so grateful for just waking up. And yesterday I was thinking I woke up a little bit late and then I was kind of annoyed at myself for waking up late. But then I was like, Claire, you're able to do this. Like be happy about that. You don't have someone yelling at you right now not to be at work. So Every day, I just try to be grateful for the things that are happening in my life that um, that I made happen. And, you know, it's – I don't really know where I'm going with this, but um, I don't know. It's, it's weird to look back and just see how okay I was with being miserable and being in this grind. And I just thought it was normal for so long. Mm-hmm. And it was just – it was so bad for me. And so I don't know. If there's anyone listening that's, you know, in that – in that state of mind or in kind of a bad job, there's something else better for you. And and like you said, unexpected is best. It will be mm-hmm. unexpected. I really think the best things are the unexpected things. Like I'm a big believer in manifesting. And every time I manifest something, it comes to me in the weirdest way. It's always the most unexpected, surprising thing. Mm-hmm. But I, I really think it, I don't know. I think it works. I was going through your TikTok last night preparing for this and <laughs> a while ago. You had made one on the importance of quitting, and I kind of want to touch on that a little bit. Yeah. Because I think I brought that up to you before, Abby, when you just know something's not working. Like, why are you going to torture yourself after giving it the honest college try? But (laughs) I kind of wanted you to hit on that a little bit. Definitely. So that that was actually my first TikTok that went went actually viral, like with over a million views. I think, I don't know, it got like two or three million. And um but it was it's funny because looking back at it, it was not the TikTok that I would have wanted to go viral because it was just a random video. I was just talking to my followers. I called them my girlies. I was just – I just thought I had a thought and I was like, oh, maybe this could help them. So I just randomly shared it thinking yeah. it would get my normal 1,000 likes and, and peter out. But then it just kept going and going and going. And it got the worst reaction of any TikTok I've ever posted because half of the, com- half of the comments were – well, let me explain what the TikTok was before I get into this. So – I posted a TikTok and I said that my mom throughout my life always let me quit stuff. If I didn't like something, she would let me quit. And I just was saying in the TikTok how it helped me so much to have that mindset that if I'm in a miserable place, I can get out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And how if you're doing something miserable, get out. Like there's a door. And in in a TikTok, you only have 60 seconds maximum at that time. I didn't have the three-minute videos yet. So you only have 60 seconds to say something. And obviously in 60 seconds, I can't say anything about privilege or some people might not be able to get out of a situation. So about a fourth of the comments were saying, you're not, you know, you're not recognizing your privilege, da, 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 da. And I totally understand that. I will always recognize my privilege. However, 
I didn't have enough time to say, of course, there are situations people can't quit or get out of that. Of mm-hmm. course that happens. And, but I was more so talking about girls that are, you know, my age working in a shitty job. And I just, I don't know. I wanted them to kind of think about, okay, there is an out. I don't have, you don't always have to grin and bear it. I think like, especially in America, there's just this kind of mentality of grin and bear it. Don't quit. Quitters are losers. Mm-hmm. And I think quitters are winners because I look at a quitter and I think, no, you're doing what's right for yourself. So when I was in elementary school, my mom would let me quit soccer. She would let me quit soft, softball, gymnastics. I would try all this stuff and I would end up hating it and I'd quit. And, you know, she'd never let me quit. And that's another thing. People were like, you let her quit in the middle of the season. That's horrible. No, it's only 60 seconds. She wouldn't let me quit in the middle of a season. Yeah. Um, so she would, you know, let me quit after the season was done if I hated it. But then I took that with me. So when I was in high school, it was my first year in a private school and I was horribly bullied um, and my friends were bullied too. And it was it was before cyberbullying was really a thing because it was probably 2008. Um, and so Facebook was a thing and people didn't really fully understand it. And this girl was making videos about me and my friends mocking us basically and posting it all over. And there was just all this other really horrible stuff happening in school and I was so upset. And my mom it was halfway through the year and she was like, we got to get you out. And I was like, okay, okay. So I, I basically, I think of it as quitting. It was another time where I quit and I went to a new school and I loved the new school and I was so much happier. And my ment- she saved my mental health by letting me get out. And I remember I had a lot of friends whose parents wouldn't let them transfer in the middle of the year. And mm-hmm. I think it probably really affected them. And my mom just being like, yeah, you can get out really helped me in the future being like, okay, if I'm not liking something, I can get out. Um, if I have a backup plan and if I have yeah. it planned out, that's kind of what I was trying to say in that TikTok. And then, of course, it got skewed so the wrong way, which, you know, that's what happen- happens on TikTok. But then it's funny yeah. because the mad comments actually boost my engagement and keep yeah, it that's going viral, creating discourse exactly. in the comments. Yeah. it takes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Cool. Well, I want to switch gears a little bit. This is going to be by no means a dating episode, but we are just so curious. Of course, you have a fiance. His name's Brian. We want to know how you guys met and that little story too, because we are just suckers for love. Yeah. And how'd you know Brian was the one? Yeah. So Brian and I went to the same college. Um, I always knew who he was because he was on the rowing team. He was always really tall and I always thought he was so handsome and he told me later that he always thought I had pretty eyes because we went to a small college. So you'd see people walking around and you'd know who they were. You knew who everyone in your grade was if they went out basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but we didn't ever talk or anything really, but he would, oh, he says hi to everyone in the world. He's like, he would, my friend say he could talk to a rock. Like he That's Abby. is so talkative. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're like trying to get out of an Uber and she's like, hold on, I'm not done talking to the driver. <laughs> yeah. Every introvert needs an extrovert. <laughs> so he would always say hi to me when we'd be just, you know, on the campus. Hey, how are you? How are you? He said hi to everyone. So I just Ew. knew who he was. And um, so then it was junior year and junior year was so fun. I don't know if anyone has this experience who's listening, but my junior year, most people went abroad. Most people mm-hmm. that like went out and, and drank and went to parties went abroad. And I didn't because... I couldn't go to Greece and I wanted to go to Greece and then my friends weren't going abroad. So we're like, let's just stay. So we decided to stay. And then, so the rest of the people that were on campus were basically athletes and people who didn't want to go abroad. And I had these friends that had a house off campus as juniors, which was rare at my school. So it became this house that everyone went to on the weekends. And so he would always be there because he'd just quit the rowing team. Let's talk about quitting. And this is I was your house? No, it was a friend's house. It was off campus. And okay. so I would always kind of see him there 
And I tell my friends, oh my God, I'm in love with him. Like I'm in love with him. We hadn't even really talked. And then my friends knew that I was head over heels in love with him. Like I was in love with him and I didn't know him. And we were, it was probably two in the morning and everyone was dancing and a lot of people had gone. And then my friend, my best friend, Mary, who's getting married in a couple of weeks now, which is crazy. She saw, shout out to Mary. I know I'm going to tell her to listen to this. She saw that we were kind of dancing and she came up to us and started the make it or die chant. I don't know if you guys did that in college. It's like, it's literally no, but it's so dumb. It's just people just start chanting, make out or die, make out or die. It's so stupid. I so love she small that, schools. So. Yeah, I always say that story, but then I'm like, wait, is that even a thing? Um, no, so yeah, not. we made out. We didn't want to die. So. And then, yeah, that's kind of how we met. And then, so it was you a made bunch out because you didn't want to die? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Iconic. So, yeah. Iconic. And yeah. yeah, so then we, yeah, just started like, it was a lot. It was probably a month of like when you're in college. I feel like a lot of people go through this. A lot of like drunk hookups and not actually dating. And okay, you mm-hmm. like this person, you have a thing. And um, I think we both really knew that we really liked each other, but it was hard for both of us to get over that hump of like the drunk hookup because how do you get past that? So yeah, basically, um, he asked one night. He was like, "Do you want to watch a movie tomorrow?" It's like sober. And I was like, oh my God, yes. And we were like, oh my God, he left. And my friends and I were screaming. We were just like freaking out. So we got all like ready. And then we, he came over and we watched Ferris Bueller. And my friends gave us like the living room. Oh, the best and then, movie yeah, ever. Oh, the best, the best. We both love like old, like 80s. God, I love that movie. Yeah. So that was kind of how it happened. And then, yeah, from that was, it probably took like three weeks to get to that point. And then from there, it was just all up. Um yeah, and then I think we I think we said I love you after like a month of dating. Oh, so it happened know. pretty fast. Yeah. Oh I know. <laughs> this, this really worked out really perfectly for you. Wow. <laughs> cool. And then how did you know he was the one? That's like the little follow-up question. Because you guys have been together for a long time. Yeah. At what point were you like, you know what? I'm gonna do this forever. Like this guy is gonna be in my life forever. Was it when the movie ended? Um, like what? <laughs> yeah, no, it was like the second that I saw him. No. Um it was he invited me to his sister's wedding and we had only known each other for like a month. And oh, wow. he, his sister, I think his family was kind of like, wait, what? Who is this random girl? Like we've been planning this wedding for a year. It was a very nice wedding. We're going to spend and $200 think, on her plate. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, Brian, you don't really know this girl, but it ended up being totally fine. I think when I was at the wedding and I saw his speech to his sister and his sister's a lot older than him, but they're like so close. And I just saw him talking about his sister in the most beautiful way. And I was like, okay, he is the, the most gem of a person I've ever seen, ever mm-hmm. heard. And so I think that was, yeah, that was probably the moment. Yeah. <laughs> that is so, so beautiful. Sweet. I love a love story. Yeah. I'm a sucker. Let's call the podcast too. now. Let's end it. That's all we needed. <laughs> 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 okay. That's really sweet. And then your wedding is coming up. Where are you getting married? So we're getting married in, well, this is a good story, I guess. So we are getting married in the Bahamas, but we had a whole wedding planned and like a wedding venue booked in Maine. So basically we, we planned a wedding and we got kind of far down with it. We hadn't sent out our save the dates, but we were going to have a big wedding in Maine and big traditional wedding, like have, you know, all the people, you know, there, all your Mm -hmm. parents, friends and everything. And I was getting so stressed about it. And I just realized I wasn't even thinking about our relationship in terms of the wedding. I was just thinking about the wedding as an event, as like Mm -hmm. having people there and just a big old party, big old party. And that's fun and all, but 
it was so stressful. And I think we were both really overwhelmed and stressed by it. And we're both pretty low key now. I feel like we just, you know, have our groups of small friends and we're just low key now. And I think it was so, it felt like it wasn't us and we were both sort of realizing it. So then we were, and then it was the summer and we were out at a bar drinking and I had like two martinis. And then I, I think Brian made a joke. He's like, let's just elope. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. He's like, no, no, no. I was kidding. And I was like, let's do it. Um, So then that night we were, we told our parents that we wanted to elope and then we slept on it and then woke up and I was like, yeah, I still want to elope, but I think I want to have just like our closest, closest people there because I don't want it to just be us. So we're having 50 people. Now I think it's up to like 60 because my dad keeps inviting people. I'm like, all right, dad, (laughs) reel it in, reel it in. But um, yeah, so it's it's on Harbor Island in April and it's going to be just like a really small, intimate ceremony and vibe. It's going to be like a fun vacation weekend. Both of those situations sound like dream scenarios. And I'm not even like dating anyone, but I can't decide which wedding I want in the future. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I think you really think I spent so long thinking about my future wedding before I was engaged Mm -hmm. and I kept thinking about it in the wrong ways. And I don't know. I didn't actually have a Pinterest board back then for my wedding, but I did think about it a lot. And I, looking back, I shouldn't have gone so crazy thinking about it before I was in the moment because it what I wanted three years ago was not what I want today, especially Mm -hmm. after the pandemic and stuff and seeing more and more people have small micro weddings that kind of allows you to say, okay, you don't have to do what everyone else does, you know? Right. Cool. Well, that'll be amazing. I can't wait to see the photos. How thrilling for us. And and the TikToks. I'm sure the wedding will be impeccably designed, which is kind of what I want to talk about (laughs) next. Do you think that someone is just kind of born with an eye for design for art, for like having a nice home or a nice party or something or can you learn that or is it more of a natural thing and how do you like develop your own style okay I think you can definitely learn it because I think I learned it um looking back before I went to grad school I don't think like my apartment was not cute I look at pictures (laughs) and I'm in shock over my bedroom decor I think I really learned it so yeah I think everyone can get there um I, I don't, I don't, th- I think there's, I think it's a myth. I think the whole thing of you're born with something is such a myth. I mean, I read Malcolm Gladwell's book. I forget what it's called. It's like, it's, I don't know. It's all, it's about the amount of time you have to put into something to become good at it. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. for me really um, shattered the idea of you're born good at something because it's not about that. It's about, you have to be born good at working hard. After I, after I read that book, I realized, you know, you're not born with something it's really about hard work and Mm -hmm. dedication. I think that's how you get good at something. And not that you have to work so hard to get a cute apartment, but it's about trying different things and reading about it and going on Pinterest and reading design books. And that's what I did. I basically exposed myself for years to people who are really good at designing through Instagram and Pinterest and picking up ideas through that and then kind of soaking it up and then bringing it into my own space. So no, I don't, I don't think you're born with it at all. I think you can be born with a passion for it. Definitely. Um, Mm -hmm. I was brought up with my grandmother was basically she owned a boutique store but was essentially an interior decorator in her her own right my aunt is too and my dad my dad likes to call himself the best decorator in Maine but (laughs) but you know and he's really talented at it too so I think I did grow up around it as well which helps but yeah you princes of Maine kings of New England (laughs) (laughs) 
um that's really cool that's good to know because I definitely was not born with an eye for art or design and I (laughs) desperately crave like unity and cohesiveness in my space and so that's something that I'm trying to learn right now but for all our listeners people in their 20s probably bawling on a budget most of us what is some like beginner tips that you can say just to like kind of start get dip your toe in like on a budget we want to make our space look kind of nice what would you what kind of advice would you give for that Definitely. And I think this kind of goes alongside um, like rental friendly tips because when I was really balling on a budget, I was now we own our apartment, but we were renting our apartment. Um, and I that's when I really started to get into design. And a few of the things that I did looking back, I think were really smart. So when you get into a rental apartment, usually your backsplash in your kitchen is ugly. Like yeah. it's mm-hmm. usually ugly unless you're really paying a lot for your apartment. You have a great, beautiful, new, modern apartment. It's usually pretty ugly, the tile, the countertop. So what I did is I ordered on Amazon um, peel and stick subway tile and it's plastic, but it looks so real. So I put that up on the backsplash and that changed the entire thing. So peel and stick wallpaper, peel and stick subway tile, that stuff will change your space so much. Then my other tip, which is kind of weird, is that command strips can do so much, um, mm. especially if you're in a, you're a rental and you don't want to nail things down. But I use command strips everywhere still to this day. They'll hold more than you would ever expect. Like I hang up paintings with command strips because I like to move things around a lot. They'll hold up to like like 15 pounds. So command strips for sure. And then, yeah, just getting creative. Um, I'm not not a big DIY person. I'm not going to say – you know, go to the flea market and find a table you like and spray paint it. And oh, well, thank this God, because that. that sounds yeah. like my hell. <laughs> exactly. I can imagine you doing less Abby than what mm-hmm. she just oh. did, <laughs> stripping a yeah. table and painting it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's not the vibe. And I love watching those videos of people do it, but people will comment on my videos. They're like, Claire, you should do more DIY projects. And I'm like, nah, <laughs> no, thank you. Like my yeah. version of a DIY is like I'll put up wallpaper. That is enough, but I'm not going to do a flip. I'm not going to whatever, but I would say shop in antique stores, go to thrift stores, go to thrift markets. There's a great one by me in New York. It's called the green flea. I know they're all over LA if you're in Mm -hmm. California, Um, Mm -hmm. but that's a great thing to do. I would say it's way, you're way better off buying say an antique dining set than you are buying um, a set on Wayfair because you're going to get way better quality for an antique set than you are going to get on Wayfair for probably the same price. So I'm big on antiques and thrifting for sure. Do you have any tips for like hosting friends on a budget? Yeah. Trader Joe's. (laughs) Trader Joe's is the tip. (laughs) That's my tip. Go to Trader Joe's. Um, I make these like girls night TikToks and they're actually real. And before I was making TikToks, I really would go this all out for girls Mm -hmm. night. So if I like I used to watch The Bachelor, I stopped because it sucks now, but I would have. Oh, it's awful. Like. I can't. Well, I also started watching Love Island, and it wrecked The Bachelor for me because it's right. so much more entertaining. Um, but anyways, I would have my girlfriends over to watch The Bachelor, and I would just go all out with like charcuterie boards and desserts and all this stuff because that's really fun for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, always Trader Joe's because Trader Joe's has like the cutest, most affordable food, and I always get flowers at Trader Joe's. Um, mm-hmm. If you don't live by a Trader Joe's, I'm trying to think. Yeah, do, I don't know. This is the thing, like. Flowers are so expensive if you're not going to Trader Joe's, yeah. and I'm lucky that I'm not a Trader Joe's nearby me. Otherwise, I would not have flowers as often as I do. Yeah, Ashley has the hosting bug within her too, so she loves to host. Yeah, oh, no, really? I love talking about stuff like this. Awesome. <laughs> I know it's so fun. 
it's really fun. Abby always says that when we're grown up, she's going to bring all of her kids to my house for Thanksgiving and Christmas and stuff oh, and say that I don't have so to do anything. Cute. Here, kids, go inside. Go tear up the food. <laughs> <laughs> and Ashley thinks I'm kidding and I'm hot. <laughs> exactly. No, but it's sure. like the best balance. Like when you have a friend, I feel like, I don't know, my friends love coming over because it's just, I don't know, I like making people feel comfortable. I like hosting. And yeah. I have no problems with my friends who don't like hosting Me or too. don't like to do that stuff because – I like doing it for them. And people right. will comment too, like I do a lot for Brian in terms of cooking dinner and cleaning because he works a lot and he's always at the office. So people will comment and they're like, oh, like you're so old fashioned or, oh, what does he do for you? And obviously it's not Brian's TikTok channel. So I'm not going to film what he does for me. It's my TikTok channel. But at the same time, I get a lot of personal, like I get a lot of enjoyment out of doing things for yeah. other people like that. So I think it benefits me too. So acts of service is your love language that you like to give. Yeah. Is what totally. I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. Yes, act acts of service and and gift giving. Yeah, yeah. If anyone's ever like, you know, I can host. I'm like, are you sure? Like, I really want to. Like, you really yeah. don't have to. Like, I I'll do it. Actually, just yeah. knows that if yeah. somebody yeah. else does it, it's not going to be like up to her standard. Yeah, I do. <laughs> no, that well, I think that is an issue. Like, I feel bad sometimes. I'm really high. I'm not critical, and I do appreciate you know everything mm-hmm. everyone does, but. Yeah, it's hard when you get really into it and good at it and you become super particular yeah. and then being somewhere else. If someone else hosts, I'm like, I can bring the cocktails. I can bring everything. Oh, yeah. I'll just do it at your I'll place then. Yeah. But I also, my issue is I hate leaving my apartment. So that's also why I, issue, yes. I love having people <laughs> for that reason. I was wondering, bouncing off of budget-friendly stuff, we're in the holiday season. What are some, off the top of your head, drink recipes, maybe like dessert or like easy recipes or activities that come to your mind? Definitely. Um, so recently for an appetizer for Thanksgiving, I made these little caprese um, like toothpick sticker things. So it was so easy. Basically what I did is I just cut up little cherry tomatoes and put them on toothpicks with mini mozzarella balls. And then you can either just buy balsamic glaze from the store and put it in a little dipping bowl or make your own balsamic glaze. You basically just boil sugar and balsamic. That's all you have to do. And it's so That's easy. easy. That easy, Absolutely. folks. <laughs> Abby's like cringing. <laughs> <laughs> and sugar. It's so easy. And it's so good. And it's I, – I like it because I feel like during the holidays, most food is like really delicious and heavy. So most of the food people bring is going to be like really heavy. And that's totally fine. But this way you can bring something that you know probably there won't be a lot of like fresh, lighter things. And it's a pretty easy go-to, I feel like. Um yeah, and then I've just been having a lot of fun on TikTok making cocktails. I feel like it's my new little niche I'm getting into, but I love to drink cocktails and I like to make them too. So yeah, I've been posting a lot of like champagne cocktail recipes because it's easy. If you have a bottle of champagne, you basically just mix up a drink and you pour champagne over. It's like so easy. Um, yeah. So yeah, and it's an Empress 75. If you want to look that up on Pinterest, like, well, it's so good. So drink. fun. I'm inspired to try some new things now. Abby, go buy out Trader Joe's after this. Um, yeah. I have a dumb question I, I'm like going to take out. But when you open a bottle of champagne for a cocktail and you don't finish it in one night, what are you like corking it with so it stays busy? Yes. Maybe I'll good leave question. it the question. But like I, that's really been racking my brain over that one. No, it's a good question. I, You know what I used to do back in the day? I used to like take a paper towel yeah, that, and just That's stuff what I do in. too, but it doesn't work. Yeah. You got to stop. No more. You have to buy one of these things. It's like $5 okay. on Amazon. It's this little pump and you it's like a cap and you screw it onto the top and then you pump all okay. the air out. I'm going to order so one easy. after this. 
it's yeah I'd say it's a must must have now to our favorite portion of the evening of the morning it's so early in the morning. <laughs> I want to know some things that you learned in your 20s that you wish you could go back and tell little Claire when she was you know yes. hating her life crying in her Claire. job <laughs> crying in the yeah. closet crying at lunch Claire what do you what oh. are you going to tell her that it gets better or oh <laughs> my god wasn't more that <laughs> I'm just like, oh my god no I can't it makes me so sad I would definitely tell her it gets so much better. And I would I would probably tell her it gets better than you would ever expect it to get. Mm-hmm. I think it's hard to imagine things getting better sometimes when you're in a bad place. But I don't know if there's any way you can just imagine, okay, it'll get better. But it'll get so much better than you could ever expect it to get. And you're going to be so surprised with the things that will happen to you. And um, I would also say – I can't remember who says this. I think it's like Gabby something is her name. But uh, I, I'll try to remember. Um but she says the universe has your back. And oh, I love that. I, yeah, I love that so much. And I really feel like it's true. And there's more positive than negative in life. And I, I would also tell her to start a gratitude journal mm-hmm. because Ooh. I started out way too late, late in life. Um, so now I do gratitude journaling every morning and every night. And it's changed the game for me in terms of just being happier. And um, I'd tell her that. I'd also tell her to get on anxiety medication because I waited way too long to get on meds. Um, and that changed my life as well. So I love a gratitude journal. Are you just doing bullet yeah. points? These are three to five things I'm grateful for a day, or is it more like a lengthy prompt? It's not lengthy at all. It's called the five minute journal. It's like that aesthetic looking journal that a lot yeah. of people have on their TikTok blogs. And I got sent to it. I, it was sent to me by a company in like a PR package. And I was like, oh, I always wanted to do this thing. Um, but it's great having that because it provides the structure. It's a one page a day. There's a cute quote at the top. And then you basically say, what are five, what are three things that you're grateful for? And on a bad day, sometimes it's hard for me to even think of anything, but I will literally write my morning coffee Mm -hmm. because it got Mm -hmm. me up and got me going. I always write my dog. Like every day Mm -hmm. I write my dog. Um, yeah. And it just depends. Or it could be a really good day. And I'm like, I'm thankful for my 100,000 followers. Like, yeah. But it just depends on the mood that you're in. And I think it's really good if you're in a bad f- bad frame of mind mm-hmm. to just think about the smallest dumb thing. Like the fact that my pillow is comfortable and I can afford this pillow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, I don't know. Having that kind of frame of mind has really changed things for me. And then it, it asks, um, what would make today great? And three things that would make today great. Um, so usually it's like, if I check off three things on my to-do list, if I go on a walk, small little things that don't seem like that big, yeah. just writing that down. And and then I have noticed that if I write those things down by the end of the day, I am really consistent. If you write something down in the morning that you want to do, usually I stay consistent. And there's such back, power like, in writing things down. Totally. Yes. Yeah. I see that journal all over Instagram and TikTok and I keep saying I'm going to buy it and I don't make any action. Um, yeah. but <laughs> I'm going to buy it. Where are people it. buying it? Amazon or no? Amazon. Yeah. I got Amazon for everything. <laughs> Oh my God. I know. I wish that I wasn't such an addict, but I really (laughs) get anything on Amazon. (laughs) My parents are like, just so you know, you're never going to be financially free if you keep ordering things on Amazon every day. And I'm like, "Mm, pick your battles. Okay. (laughs) You're like, I'll prove you wrong. (laughs) Literally I will. (laughs) Okay. The possibly most important question of the evening morning. What is a book that you would recommend to everyone? a podcast that you would recommend and then I didn't ask this at the beginning but what's your favorite Nancy Myers movie oh my god okay I don't know how I picked my favorite but I would okay I'm gonna start with the Nancy Myers question because it's so exciting <laughs> um I think it's 
oh my gosh, well, it's between the holiday, it's complicated, and something's got to give. Mm, they yeah. all are so different. The holiday's my favorite this time of year because it's just the best movie in the world. We love movies really and Abby barely watched her. it this year. I don't know where she's been living since 2003. <laughs> I have been under a gigantic ever-changing rock just year by year <laughs> i've never seen the holiday and this year my life yeah. has changed for we've watched like father of the yeah. bride 500 times so we're hip to nancy yeah. but like i don't That's understand so good. but like okay jude law in that movie he's so handsome it's yeah. so vibey but then so something's gotta give is probably my favorite yes. movie of all time i just it's great the house it's my favorite movie house my favorite um, that house is the immaculate house. Uh-huh. it's just goals um and then yeah, it's complicated. It's, I like it because it's California, so it's a mm-hmm. bit of a different vibe than I'm used to. Meryl Streep is the best. Um, yeah, I don't know how you pick, but it's probably somebody's got to give. Oh, it's so yeah. good. Um, the scene where she's always crying, like, on the beach, and then she's, like, doing okay, and then she's, like, <laughs> hysterical in the shower. I tell people that example <laughs> all the time is how I'm feeling sometimes. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes it's so relatable. Relatable, but so inaccessible because she's, like, a millionaire Yeah, on the beach yeah totally. <laughs> totally. Dating yeah um okay and then the other questions were podcast and podcast. book that you would just recommend oh okay oh my favorite podcast is um your guys's well we also say that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. okay but a podcast that is a different vibe and it's it's Wait, really sorry, really good okay it's called um it's called the mindset mentor okay. podcast and it's the guy who does it is rob dial and I'm so – he's, like, my guru. Like, you can sign up for text messages from him, and he sends you inspira- inspirational texts every day. Ooh, he's great. He's really, really great. Yeah, the Mindset Mentor. I listen to it on walks. I listen to it in the shower. It just really – it's good for entrepreneurial people and also just for – it's about, like, working hard and um, taking care of yourself, and it's just all the good vibes. Um, so that's probably my favorite podcast. And then what was the other one? Book. Book. It's oh okay if you don't read. Some people. Do say you have that. time to read, Claire? I feel like you're busy. <laughs> I'm busy. I do read, though. I am a reader, um, and I have a lot of favorite books. My favorite book is Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil, um, but that's more like I feel like that's not really like inspirational or anything. I just got the, I just got Andy Cohen's book in the mail. Um, Glitter every day. 365 quotes from women <laughs> I love, and <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Because I love Bravo, I love Andy, but yeah. it's so cool. Every day you open up to the day and there's a quote. And I opened up to today's and I really liked the quote. Was okay, so it's Toni Morrison, who's a, another favorite author. If you can't imagine it, you can't have it. And that I think is so true. If you can't visualize something happening to you in life, then you can't have it. So it's like it's like all coming full circle. What I would say to myself, my little Claire crying in the bathroom, I would tell her, picture your dream life. And you'll get it because that's really what has helped me. So, uh, Screw the five-minute journal. I'm getting glitter every day. <laughs> <laughs> and watching the holiday. Exactly. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Do you ever think it's to so yourself – this is a tangent that we don't have to go down. It could be brief. But do you ever think to yourself like you're only 28 and you've already like achieved X, Y, and Z and like this level of happiness and you can do so much more in the next, you know, X amount of years? Like you're only yeah. 28. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's just beginning. It is- I know. I think it is just beginning. And I think I do have this realization every once in a while that like, I think about my grade from college, my grade from high school, and I don't really know anyone else that's even working for themselves because I feel like people start going off and working for themselves, starting businesses when they're in their Mm thirties. And I really don't know that many people that are peers of mine that do this. So it can be pretty isolating, but it also for me is a feeling of like, okay, you're really doing this. Like you're really doing this. And 
I, I was with my aunt over um, Thanksgiving and she always says to me, she's so sweet. Every time she sees me, she's like, Claire, you're so brave. You're so brave. I just want you to know that you're so Aww. brave. And I don't really think about myself as being brave. I think of myself as just doing it and doing it and doing it. But it, I think it is brave. And I think anyone out there that is doing some – you guys doing this podcast, it's really brave. I think if you're going out and doing some kind of passion project, whatever, it's so brave. So I think, you know, you got to remember that. So That is a really yeah, good compliment to pay someone. And I'm going to like put that in my back pocket. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, really nice. It makes you feel really good about yourself. And it makes – it's a nice thing to hear after you put so much work into something mm-hmm. that someone recognizes that it might not have been the easiest thing to mm-hmm. get there. And yeah, it was so nice. So if you're listening to this today, go tell the brave person in your life that you recognize their bravery I think it'll make a lot of difference I love that yeah and even if it's like your friend who's a teacher who's going into work every day and dealing with COVID and dealing with that that's really brave too you know I think everyone is doing their brave thing in their own life and it just you know it could be something really small it could be something really Aww. big it's just, you should you know, make a tiktok about that go do that <laughs> after that, yeah. you know um this is my thing though with tiktok i feel like so right now i'm trying to kind of like niche a little yeah. bit into mm-hmm. like it's hard though because i don't i don't know it all happened like i said like accidentally of just twirling into this mm-hmm. tiktok thing and i feel like my content at the beginning was so random i would just talk to the camera blah, 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 blah. but now like my videos that do really well are very kind of like yeah. staged not staged but they're planned out and they're um, usually about entertaining or cooking or interior design. So I'm like mm-hmm. trying to niche, but I also kind of miss that side of TikTok where I would just get on the camera yeah. and just have fun and be just do you, myself. Do you and... ratio of niche to non-niche? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the fans are asking fans rage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, yeah. it's been an absolute honor and a pleasure to speak with you. I wish we could talk for 19 more hours. Yeah, let's do but... it again. <laughs> We're, yeah, so appreciative of all the cool advice. You're so well-spoken. And I feel like you are the big sister that everybody needs in their life. Like you Aww. just have done so many really cool things with your career. And I'm so excited to see where you go next. Oh, thank you. That's very sweet. I had a great time. You guys are really good at this podcast thing. Oh, where can the people find you? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Pimp um, yourself out, girl. Can't believe okay. I almost forgot. Okay. Let them know. <laughs> all right. So I'm on TikTok and it's Claire underscore McLaughlin underscore. I hate that I have that extra underscore, but I do. And my name is Claire, C-L-A-R-E. Everyone spells it with an I. There's okay. no I. Good, Claire good underscore McLaughlin underwear. No I, people. Underwear. I just said underwear. <laughs> underscore. No underwear either. Um, just- and then on Instagram, I'm the same, Claire underscore McLaughlin underscore. And my website is studio-claire.com. So if you're just looking for some sickening holiday content, you know, cooking, we've got interior design, some fashion thrown in there and just cocktails now, which we're excited about. Go give her a follow. It's very aesthetically pleasing, very Nancy Nancy Myers vibes. 